0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Early Parenting Podcast. In today's episode, I dive into the difference between self-settling versus self-soothing, as the terms often get used interchangeably when they're actually very different things. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mama. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy, busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons. Because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo-cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behavior, and so much more. Are you ready to feel confident in motherhood? Let's dive in. Okay, so let me start by defining what each of these terms mean on their own. Self soothing is the ability to regulate emotions and begins to develop from six months and continues to grow through childhood. If you've followed me for a while, you'll know how obsessed I am with validating our baby and toddler's emotions and teaching them to name and put a name to their emotions and building emotional intelligence and resilience. That is very much my jam. And this comes from my background as a circle of security facilitator. If you don't know what the circle of security is, make sure to jump onto their website and they have some great resources to sort of break down what the circle of security is all about. But it is such a worthwhile parenting program. So self-settling, on the other hand, is the physiological process of falling asleep. So here we're removing the emotion. It's just a normal bodily physiological process. And it's related to subcortical control in the brain. I won't get too fancy with all of that terminology, but that area of the brain is also involved in temperature control. So it's those sort of involuntary controls that our brain is in charge of doing. So babies are born with these subcortical controls in the brain, meaning that they have the skills of falling asleep from birth. Now, self-soothing and self-settling are often used interchangeably when they're actually two very separate events. So, self-settling biologically can occur before a baby's ability to self-soothe. When we're looking at self-soothing, there's not actually even a timeline for when we officially can say that a child can self-soothe because remember, we're looking at self-soothing being the regulation of emotions. And I don't know about you, but I know some adults that aren't very good at (laughs) self-soothing. And it probably actually comes back to their childhood and their support by their parents in being able to understand emotions and being supported in their emotions. But I'm not going to go all into that. That's actually something that we dive into in Circle Security Parenting Programme. If that sounds like something you'd love to do, make sure that you pop me a DM and I'll be able to pop you on the waiting list for when I run my next circle of security group. But there is no defined time for when we expect for a child to be able to self-soothe. When we're looking at self-settling, as in the ability for a baby or a toddler to be able to fall asleep, independent of needing, you know, quote unquote, all of the things to fall asleep that is starting to emerge from birth. Now, this doesn't mean that I expect for a newborn baby to just be able to put themselves to sleep because there's other things that obviously influence that. When I talk about self-settling, I divide babies' ages into different categories to define their self-settling ability. So this isn't self-soothing, it's self-settling, their ability to fall asleep. So from birth to three months is the settle to sleep phase. So during this age group, I encourage parents to offer as much assistance as your baby needs to get them to sleep. So this might be complete assistance. It might just be a dummy and they're able to suck off to sleep or some babies, you can actually put them down into their bassinet and they can put themselves to sleep. Three to six months is a settle to soothe stage. So during this age, I encourage parents to take a step back from how much they're assisting their babe to fall asleep. So this usually involves staying close and offering support to soothe with the aim of reducing whatever technique you're using before your baby is fast asleep. We know that your baby has that ability to put themselves to sleep, but what tends to happen is when we don't shift away from the settle to sleep phase, it becomes more entrenched and understood that your baby relies on you to do so. So it's not that they don't have that subcortical brain activity and ability to do it. It's just that they've become used to the associations that happen around sleep in order for them to relax and fall asleep. So from six months is the self-settling stage. Your baby absolutely has the ability to settle themselves to sleep based on that born subcortical control by now. So if given the opportunity, they will be able to fall asleep independently. I think I really pronounce that if given the opportunity, because often what gets in the way is that we're not offering them that opportunity. Or we do offer them that opportunity, but they resist because they can't understand why you're changing the way you usually put them to sleep. So it's often the lack of opportunity that gets in the way of a baby being able to link their own sleep cycles. So how do we achieve self-settling slash our babies putting themselves to sleep? Now, often this is linked with sleep training and scary methods of sleep training like cried out. Now, if you listen to episode 76, you'll know that I debunked a massive myth around the whole cried out and sleep training culture that's out there. So make sure to go back and listen to that episode to get a little bit more insight into how improving your baby or toddler's sleep should look like, because it definitely doesn't need to be using methods like cry it out. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been insightful and I'll join you again here next week for another episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the episode, Mama. I hope you enjoyed it.